Welcome to the Jewish Road Podcast. We are here, and you thought we were done. <laughs> I, I fooled you. Fooled you. Uh, we have a bonus episode, and it was my goal. I wanted to hit 18 podcast episodes for this first season. 18 is a big number. It means... Life. Life. Chai. Life. So we hit it. This is our goal. And what we have for you is a bonus episode. And this bonus episode has our favorite jokes, our favorite Jewish humor from season one here. And, you know, just like every uh, Jew, we say that the Jews say goodbye and never leave. And uh, Gentiles, they leave and never say goodbye. We are still here. And before we roll with some of our favorites, um, I can't believe we got through the entire season and you never said my favorite joke. Oh, wow. It's a story. Yeah. And you know this joke. I, I said, is it possible? Did we actually get through the whole first season and never say this joke? And and we, we looked and we did not. So without any further ado, and before we roll all of the other ones, let's hear it. Okay. My favorite You want to hear the story about Ed and Norma. Ed and Norma. Okay. There you go. All right. Well, they're an older couple. Uh, Ed and his wife, Norma, they go to the state fair every year. And every year, Ed would say, Norma, I'd like to ride in that helicopter. And Norma would always say back to Ed, he says, I know, she say, I know, Ed, but that helicopter ride is 50 bucks. And 50 bucks is 50 bucks. <laughs> and one year, Ed and Norma went to the state fair and... Ed said, you know, after being turned down so many times, he said, Norma, I'm 80 years old. If I don't ride that helicopter, I might never get another chance. And Norma just replied to him, Ed, that helicopter ride is 50 bucks, and 50 bucks is 50 bucks. <laughs> well, the pilot overheard the couple going back and forth uh, with this little conversation, and he said, folks... I'm going to make you a deal. I'll take the both of you up for a ride. If you can stay quiet for the entire ride and don't say a word, I won't even charge you a penny. Can't refuse that offer. Oh, man. So he said, but if you say one word, it's $50. So Ed and Norma agreed, and up they went. And while they were up there, the pilot did all kinds of fancy maneuvers. Not a word came from them. And he did his daredevil tricks uh, over and over again, loop-de-doos and everything, and still not a word. And when they landed, the pilot turned to Ed and said, by golly, I did everything I could to get you to yell out, but you didn't. He said, I'm impressed. And Ed said, well, to tell you the truth, I almost said something when Norma fell out. <laughs> but, you know, 50 bucks is 50 bucks. <laughs> Ah, uh, that's my favorite one. Well, thanks for that one. Take a listen and enjoy some of the others from this season. Hey, did you hear the one about Irving? No. No? No. Let me tell you. Okay. Irving was a young Jewish man, lived in the Bronx, and one day he had a pair of shoes that he needed to take to the shoe repairman, Mr. Klonsky over in the Bronx, had a little shoe store, and uh, dropped them off, left, and forgot about them for a while. And in the middle of all of that, he got drafted, sent overseas, 
Uh, he met his wife. They got married and they moved away. And he was gone from New York for about 20 years. And one day he wanted to take his wife back there to show her the city. And they went up to the Bronx and everything had changed, all except for Mr. Klonsky's shoe store that was still there. And he said, you know, I dropped off a pair of shoes 20 years ago. Nah, this is a long shot, but let me see if they're still there. I never picked them up. So he walks into Mr. Klonsky's shoe store and greets Mr. Klonsky and says, I don't know if you remember me, but 20 years ago, I dropped off a pair of shoes. Do you think you remember them? Do you still have them? And Mr. Mr. Klonsky says, were they wingtips? And he says, yeah, they were wingtips. And you wanted taps in the front? He says, yeah, taps in the front. And new heels? He says, yeah, I can't believe it. Do you still have them? He says, they'll be ready on Wednesday. All right, so it's on the morning of Rosh Hashanah, and Rivka, she went into the bedroom to wake her son and tell him it was time to get ready to go to the synagogue, to which he replied in a dull voice, I'm not going. Why not? Rivka demanded. I'll give you two reasons, mother, he said. One, they don't like me. And two, I don't like them. Well, Rivka replied in an exasperated voice, I'll give you two good reasons why you must go to the synagogue. One, you're 54 years old. And two, you're the rabbi. How, how about this? Ira, an older Jewish man, is, is driving home. He's uh, heading out. Uh, out of the city into uh, Long Island and uh, all of a sudden the policeman stops him, pulls him over, stops him and he walks up to the car and he says, listen sir, I need to, I need to tell you uh, your wife fell out of the car about two miles back. He says, oh thank goodness, I thought I'd gone deaf. There was uh in the wilderness, Moish had uh, set himself up a little, a little business, and there was a uh, there was a fellow traveling through the desert, and he got very thirsty. Just so happened that uh, this fellow was an enemy of Israel. Oh boy! Yeah, and he asked Moish. He said, "Do you have some water?" And Moish said, "No, I don't. I don't have any water. I sell ties." <laughs> like a necktie. Like a necktie. Okay. He said, I sell ties. In the middle of the wilderness. Yeah. That's not helpful. In the middle of the wilderness. He says, you stupid person. He says, I don't need a tie. I need water. I hate you. And he says, well, I'll forgive you for hating me. But if you want water, there's a place just over that ridge. It's uh, maybe a couple of miles. If you go, they have ice cold water. So he kind of grumbles at him, gives him a look, and he starts trudging his way across the wilderness over the hill and... Uh, far, far away. Far, far away. And uh, he comes back a couple of hours later, just drenched in sweat and looks like he's dying. And uh, Moish says, did you get your water? And he says, no, I didn't get any water. They wouldn't serve me. I had to have a tie. I have one. Ready? This is a, this is about a, a rabbi. Uh, there's a rabbi, and he's harboring a secret. The secret is he's always wanted to try pork. Uh, uh. 
You know, I, I once knew a rabbi who really loved moons over my hammy at Denny's. Anyway, this rabbi, he really wanted to try pork. So one night he drives across town to the furthest restaurant from his synagogue and he orders an entire suckling pig. And just as the waiter sets the full roasted pig down with an apple in its mouth, he sees a group of his congregants that just walked in. (laughs) They see him with the big pig there and their mouths are hanging wide open. The rabbi, knowing he's been caught, he widens his eyes and he says, What kind of place is this? You order an apple and look how it's served. <laughs> Moshe. Moshe. Who, who's Moshe? Moshe? We, we hear Moshe. Moshe all the time, by the way. Moshe. That's, that's his name, Moshe. Moses, essentially. That right? would have been Moses in English. And right, Moshe. Okay. Moshe. Moshe. Right. Most, most Jewish humor, if there's a character, it's going to be Moshe. Yeah. Moshe. Can I tell the story? All right, finally. Let's go. Moshe, we'll call him Moshe, built a sukkah on the balcony of his apartment. And just before the holiday began, the landlord noticed that he had built this out there and he demanded that he remove it immediately. He said it was a violation of the terms of the lease, and you know what? Moish refused. He didn't want to take down his sukkah, and he told the landlord that since this was a religious observance, he had no right to tell him to take it down. And the landlord disagreed, and he immediately took the case to court. Oh, boy. Litigation. You don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in court, the landlord argued that the sukkah was unsightly, Against the terms of the lease, it was a fire hazard, and Moish argued he had religious rights. And so the judge, who was hearing the case, happened to be Jewish. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. And he listened very patiently, and then he gave his verdict. And he said, I agree with the landlord in this case, and therefore I rule that you have eight days to take down your hut. (laughs) <laughs> for example did you ever get a jewish telegram no what is yeah that? well to start worrying details to follow oh boy see that's was that <laughs> yeah. was that your offering for today uh, well how about this okay a jewish boy comes home from school tells his mother ma i've been given a part in the school play and the mother says, that's wonderful. What part is it? She says, I play the part of a Jewish husband. And the mom frowns and says, you go back and tell that teacher you want a speaking part. This is along the theme of Rosh Hashanah. Now, Joseph, he's a deeply religious man, and he went to the temple one Sabbath, but he forgot something. He forgot his prayer shawl, his talit. Oy vey. Oy vey. Yeah, you never want to go to temple and forget your talit. Or your yarmulke, by the yeah. way. Yeah. So he borrowed one from the rack at the temple, right, where they keep all the extra ones. Well, at the end of the service, he realized that he really liked this talit so much so that he actually decided to stuff it down the front of his trousers and take it home. Oh, no, I can... <laughs> well, you know what happens. After the service, he's walking through the reception line, and Rabbi Lionel stops him, and he whispers, Joseph, I am sorry, but I saw you stuff a talit down your pants. Why would you do this? Oi. Oi. 
right? Like, I mean, nobody wants their so rabbi. <laughs> nobody wants their rabbi to catch them stuffing the talit, the prayer shawl, down their pants. Well, Joseph, he's totally embarrassed and he's ashamed and he explains the situation whereupon the rabbi suggested that he remove it from his trousers and give it back. Well, by now, the prayer shawl had managed to slide halfway down his leg. (laughs) (laughs) While Joseph was bent over and pulling it out of the pant leg, he accidentally lets out some gas. (laughs) Oh, no. I go vault. Rabbi Lionel, exasperated, said, Joseph... You took the shofar too?